Welcome to the Armada EW podcast with your host Tom Withington at the controls. Chinese electronic warfare is an enigmatic subject. Precise details of the systems and doctrines underpinning Chinese EW are few and far between. Sam Cranny Evans, a research analyst in C4 ISR at London's Royal United Services Institute, has just published some important new work on these capabilities. Sam's article on EW and the People's Liberation Army is published on the RUSI website, and he joins us today all the way from Kent in southeast England. Sam, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. Happy to be here. Your article looks at EW and the PLA's ground forces. What was the most challenging aspect of your research? There were a lot, a lot of challenging aspects of it. I suppose the the big sticking point really was figuring out how electronic warfare is referred to in Chinese publications. So the research was conducted as a starting point. It used U.S. Army publications on the subject, uh, which tended to be quite top level and, and move over the detail that I was hoping to get into. So I had to move from there into research in, in Chinese, which I don't speak so I use machine translations and it, it took me about a day and a half to actually get down to the terms that the PLA actually uses to describe its electronic warfare and the, the cool thing about that is um, they actually refer to electronic countermeasures as opposed to electronic warfare when they're talking about their EW units and th- that terminology then enabled me to structure the rest of the research around how the forces are echeloned and, and, and how they're uh, task organized and things like that so the, the, the most challenging part really was figuring out actually how they refer to it and then once I'd cracked that there's actually an enormous wealth of resources uh, in in Chinese language publications Um, so anybody that is interested I would encourage you to look because it's fascinating. And now it may surprise some of our listeners to learn that EW has long been part of PLA doctrine. When did electronic warfare really get going in the army? They'd had EW for quite a, a while, but it's it was used as a forced protection element. So it was designed to provide sort of uh, cover and screening effects for their maneuver elements. But in 1975, we have a, a bit of a, well, not unique, but an interesting article that details an exchange between Chairman Mao and um, the head of the PLA artillery forces at the time. And, and Mao was basically telling this general that he needed to pay more attention to electronic warfare. Um, they did a study and they found that their communications, their command and control, their weapons, everything would have been severely degraded in a EW environment. And, and for important context there, it's, it's likely that they were looking at uh, Russia as an opponent. So it gives you an idea as well as of how, how far back Russia's focus on EW reaches. And so the, the PLA was given the job of, of overhauling and improving its EW capabilities from then on. And we can see by now, a significant period of time has elapsed, but it is increasingly forming a central tenet of the way that the PLA looks to fight. And they, they widely recognise that without it, they will be at a distinct disadvantage. So it's, it's taken a while, but it's important to realise that it is, it's been there for a long time as well. So fast forward back to the present day and uh, tell us a little bit about how EW forces are organised in the PLA's manoeuvre force. 
the, the way they're echeloned would potentially be quite similar to anybody that's familiar with a, a Russian order of battle or a US order of battle. So, and that's because I think they share elements of both. There are there are broad similarities between those two structures. So each of the PLA's combined arms brigades, which is their their basic maneuver element, is provided with an EW element that sits within its operational support battalions. I believe that EW formation is around a company strength with broad capabilities across the spectrum. In the echelon above that, the group army has a combat service support brigade. And within that brigade, there is an entire battalion of electronic warfare or electronic countermeasure troops, as as the PLA refers to them. Then you also have additional EW battalions or regiments that are assigned to their air defense brigades as well. So from the available sources, it seems that the company or the battalion will have its units task organized to go and assist in combat roles. One of them, for instance, might be the um, the firepower group. And the firepower group is designed to coordinate all of the effects across from artillery to missiles, electronic warfare, cyber effects, and things like that. Um, so that would broadly be similar to what in the West we would know, know as a joint effects cell. But the firepower group would have EW capabilities assigned to it, but then equally the EW capabilities might be assigned to the electronic warfare group, which would just roam around doing electronic warfare. So th- there is task organization there. They're echelon throughout the PLAGF's uh, formations. And I think they, they, they have quite you know a broad range of capabilities. Now, it's handy you mentioned the Russian army just then, because one of the things I was wondering about was whether you noticed any major differences or similarities with how the Russian army deploys EW and how their Chinese counterparts do it. The cardinal similarity would be the inclusion of EW in an air defence role. We know that for the Russians, theatre level or operational level EW is designed to support those their defence functions and complicate the role of conducting massed aerospace assaults. And it seems that EW has a similar role for the PLAGF. So there is evidence that their formations include loitering munitions as part of the EW role because they regard you know a, a harm munition as being on the spectrum so it's uh, for them it is the electronic electromagnetic spectrum warfare so anything that falls within that gamut that is relying on the spectrum to engage its targets to them is part of the electronic countermeasures so you know their 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 offensive counter air and their defensive counter air campaigns would include an element of EW and that is very similar I think, to the way that the Russians choose to operate. So I think there's there are broad similarities there. But then again, the way that they seem to task organise might be closer to what we would think of a US or a NATO force doing, kind of holding those assets centrally, distributing them only to specific tasks as the commander wishes. So it's an area that needs more research. But I, I, I think as well, there's, there's definitely value in assessing it on their own merits, as, as the Chinese would see it. Finally, what were the major surprises for you uh, when you were conducting your research on PLA electronic warfare? Biggest surprise, I think, is how central it is to the concept of war, at least at a theoretical level. So a lot of the sources are uh, written by academics from the National Defence University, and they're talking about how electronic warfare is used uh, in modern warfare and how important it is. And they talk about how if they don't have it, there's almost no point going to war. So it becomes that important to them. So we can see the, the transformation that has happened from 1975 all the way up 
developed today. There's a huge body of literature about it. They're extremely open about the importance that it has, but they're also forward-looking uh, to quite a remarkable extent. So they're running, for instance, academic competitions with any university, which any university in China is, is open to enter, to look at new ways of detecting specific signals on the electromagnetic spectrum, new ways of direction finding, and new ways of jamming. And they've opened that up to any institute or any organization or any business that's able to compete. And there's funding attached to it and things like that. And th th those kinds of programs are, you know, what the West is trying to get up and running right now to address its future capabilities. So I think it the level of seriousness that they have assigned to it is surprising because I don't I don't think we fully appreciated that side of the PLA in a, in in the body of analysis that exists. Well, Sam, um, it's been fascinating talking to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, very much looking forward to having a read at your article as well on the uh, Rusi website, which I believe uh, people can find at um, rusi.org. If they go onto the web page, I guess they'll be able to find the article from there. Yeah, and, and everything else on EW that we're, we're working on at the moment. That's great. Sam, thanks once again. Thank you. Uh, and don't forget, there's more EW news and analysis at armadainternational.com slash electronic hyphen warfare. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening.